First You Think is a not-for-profit ministry of the First Unitarian Church of Des Moines. Support us at ucdsm.org today. What does it mean to be truly beautiful? And how can we approach transient beauty as a spiritual practice? Holistic physician Brad Nelson says this about beauty. Experiencing beauty does something to restore the soul. Regular exposure to beauty makes us feel alive, in part because beauty is what we're made for, and in part because beneath the broken surface of our lives, as Thomas Merton would say, beauty is a reflection of who we are and what the world is. I know of no better word to describe what I sense in moments of beauty than the word wholeness. Nelson says that when we encounter something we find beautiful, it pushes us just for that moment into a wholeness, what he calls a renewed capacity to call forth the hidden loveliness of all things. In his book, Original Blessing, Episcopal priest and writer Matthew Fox is more direct. He says, beauty saves, beauty heals, beauty motivates, beauty unites. Beauty returns us to our origins, and here lies the ultimate act of saving, of healing, of overcoming dualism. Beauty allows us to forget the pain and dwell on the joy. But what does it mean to be beautiful? Is it perfection of form? The face of a model without a flaw? Maybe. Maybe we see it naturally in a dog or a flower or the face of a child. And we can't all agree. The shirt you might find beautiful makes me think of an explosion in a paint factory. And all the flowers I love look to you like dull weeds. So what is beauty? If we put an artificial flower and a living flower side by side, is one more beautiful than the other? In Zen mind, beginner's mind, Shinryu Suzuki says that things change is the reason why you suffer in this world and become encouraged. But when you change your understanding and your way of living, then you can completely enjoy your life in each moment. The evanescence of things is the reason you enjoy your life. The evanescence of things is the reason you enjoy your life. Change as a source of beauty. How unexpected. The idea of the changing nature of physical things. The evanescence is a reason for joy. Because things joy, because things change, because the world is ever-changing, 
we can see it as lovely. Lewis Richmond says, a plastic flower is superficially pleasing, but only the living flower, shedding its petals and fading away at the very peak of its blossoming is truly beautiful. This insight is the ascetic dimension of Buddhist teaching and also a source of its ethics. When we appreciate each thing and every person as fragile and precious, we don't want to hurt them. Instead, we practice the first precept, non-harm, and aspire to be more careful and kind. If we were to look at a series of pictures of people, what we are actually seeing is a being frozen in time. Each and every one of them is beautiful, specifically because they are representations of a changing being in a moment of time. Our biological imperative causes us to be drawn to the form or image that is most regular and even. The one most like our hard wild, hard wired biological template is the one we find pleasing. Simple utility, continuation of the species requires us to look for health in the beings around us. But we are more than utility. Why do I want to see you in person rather than on a Zoom call? Why is a concert great and listening to a CD just routine? Why is a home-cooked dinner better than the exact same meal served in a diner? We are more than just biological utility. Beauty is more than just a call to aesthetic perfection or form. That is the wrong way around. We do not seek, see perfection and think that is beautiful. We see beauty, something that makes us feel the joy and forget the pain. And so we call it perfect. In creation spirituality, Matthew Fox says, we all share beauty. It strikes us indiscriminately. There is no end to beauty for the person who is aware. Even the cracks between the sidewalk contain geometric patterns of amazing beauty. If we take pictures of them and blow up the photographs, we realize we walk on beauty every day, even when things seem ugly around us. This is the spiritual component of beauty. It has to reach beyond mere biology, beyond mere aesthetics, in order to call us to a higher sense of being. To truly understand and explore beauty, you must actively participate. You must be pulled out of your mundane moment of existence and into something greater. Paul Evdokimov says that any contemplation of beauty that is strictly aesthetic 
falls short and that true contemplation of beauty requires a religious act of faith, an active participation and an incorporation into the transforming beauty of the divine. In Gardening Eden, Michael Abbott writes, here is a barometer for us to monitor in ourselves, the extent to which we can recognize and appreciate beauty in our lives may indicate the condition of our spiritual walk with the creator. The closer we are to walking with the creator, the more beauty we will see in life. He notes that many people fail to see the beauty around them. The beauty gets overlooked. He says, it's as if we have to be forced to remove the scales of materialism and entertainment from our eyes so that we can see the beauty in God's universe, the beauty intended to fill us with joy, rest, and inspiration. Beauty lets us experience wholeness. True, true beauty is personal, beyond generic ideals. Our world has degraded and detached concepts of beauty, made it all about objectification and commodity. The challenge is to move beyond that hollow shell and to reapproach the entire concept. The experience of beauty is more important personally than the object or person you find beautiful. You can find beauty all around you. It isn't dependent on accepting some religious doctrine or another. By its existence, it calls to our higher nature. It connects us directly to the transcendent, the ideal, and even the divine, without the trappings of dogma or belief or liturgy or prayer. The beauty we see in life does not dictate some kind of faith. It places a value on our effervescent lives and reminds us that we are more than biology and the ego. Everything changes. But in this moment, at this point in physical space, this person or place or thing is in harmony, is whole. And in seeing whatever it is, just for a moment, you too share that wholeness. A transcendent moment of direct religious experience. Tinley Flynn says it more beautifully. Unexpressed moments in our lives can be sanctified through beauty as they are in religion because they endorse these realities through the representation of things not seen. Joanne Dodgson writes, beauty is a celebration of isness. It is a celebration of beingness 
and that we experience it in the now. Every moment we recognize the beauty in our lives, our souls are fed. Feed your soul. Look for the beauty around you every day. Not just the aesthetic perfection, but the unique beauty, the broken beauty, the beauty in the middle of the ugly, the beauty in the middle of the pain. See beauty and be beautiful. Oh,